Hey, welcome to Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Today we're going to talk about P90 pickups. Yeehaw! One of our favorite topics. Chris is a big P90 aficionado. Uh, I came to the game late, as I always do, man. I'm a day late and a dollar short, but uh, I appreciate them. I dig them. Chris, what was your first, when were you first kind of made aware of P90 pickups? Consciously, right? I mean, I think you and I both heard guitar sounds that were cool, but I never really attributed it to P90s per se. But Right. I don't know that it's so much the pickups themselves as much as the guitars that they came attached to originally. Uh, like, you know, Les Paul Jr.'s ES335, whatever they are, the 335 that had P90s, uh, the 330, ES330 yeah. guitars. I just like the guitars that came they came attached to and I like the characteristics that they have. So yeah, my entry into P90s was just being kind of enamored with Les Paul specials and juniors. Did you see or hear players that were playing those guitars that you were drawn to or? or did yeah, you- probably Mick Ralph's and Mott the Hoople was probably the first one ah. that I, that I dug. And off the top of my head and you know, the, the dude in, um, Ted Nugent's band for the first few records, Derek St. Holmes. Oh. And on the back of, I think, that first Ted Nugent record, there's a picture of him and he has a Les Paul Jr. And I was always, you know, into that guitar because of that. And I think Brad Whitford from Aerosmith, I had a poster where he was playing one. So those I was attracted to those at the time. They were like considered Gibson's student guitar. I thought they looked really cool. And um and the sounds that they made turned out to be as cool as they looked. Yeah. I was always, I, I, I was such a humbucker guy when I was younger. I, I just, you know, and I saw the old Les Pauls with the P90s and thought they were just like antiquated and low output, which is good, you know, come to find yeah. out. But, um, I don't know. It was weird for the longest time. I, I wasn't really drawn to those pickups, but w- then when I put two and two together, where I, I started to put, uh, connect the dots between sounds I heard, guitar sounds I heard and I liked, I noticed they were playing P90s, right? Whether it was a junior or uh, whatever it may have been, or even an old S. Paul for that matter. I started to, you know, the light went off over my head and started to think, okay, well, these P90s, there must be something to these these pickups because they, it's basically the sound of rock and roll, really. Because that, you know, less all, you know, before the advent of the humbucker, there were single coil pickups, right? Whether it was like a strap right. pickup or a, or a soap bar pickup. Right. Yeah. They, they evolved out of the, like the steel guitars, like the lap steels and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it's just a pickup, like a single coil pickup. And I think, you know, they just kind of hit it on the head with the right amount of output, which gives it, you know, which gives it its characteristics when, you know, screwed into mahogany or in the case of a 330 into the, what is it? Maple laminated maple top, or I don't know what those guitars are, but you know, I haven't had that much experience with like slapping a P90 into other guitars. Like, you know, people will build a Telecaster and put a P90 in there. And I don't know that that would be, this what I would associate with the P90 sound because it's so much associated for me with a Gibson style, you know, a glued neck, you know, mahogany based guitar is going to sound different no matter what pickup is in there. One thing that's interesting about the P90 that I did not know until I read a book on pickups, some nerdy ass book on pickups is that 
when Gibson developed the humbucking pickup, they were completely satisfied with the sound of the P90. So when they hired the dude to build the humbucker pickup, they say, we want this sound, but we want it to cancel hum. And I've noticed for myself that I can see a lot of similarities between a, a humbucker and a P90 in like the same style guitar. Like I've played juniors where they've been modified for humbuckers before. Uh-huh. And then to me, they sound like a junior. There's definitely a little bit different. So they don't hum for one. Yeah. And there's a little bit more, it compresses a little bit different because of the humbucking qualities, but you can tell it's the same. I mean, it's the same basic vibe. So I think they did a really good job wanting to keep, you know, the fundamental sound of that pickup and, you know, just put it in a humbucking format. So that was one thing that I never realized. And the other thing that's kind of interesting is there's a lot of like USA budget guitars from like Harmony and, you know, K and these other companies that have Gibson P13 pickups in them, which are the you know, the, the precursor to the P90. It was a pickup oh. called, and I got to make sure this is right, the P13. Did it have the little square pole pieces or whatever, those little? It, it looks somewhat like a P90 pickup, but it has like a, a ridge that goes across the entire middle of the pickup and there's screws on it. Those are cool pickups. And I've, I had a harmony with those in them and it sounded pretty good. I don't think it's quite as mid-rangey uh-huh. as a P90, but you'll find like, Lots of USA student guitars with those pickups because Gibson supplied a lot of those makers with the P13 pickups. Uh-huh. So it's so a lot of that. It, which the yeah the Charlie Christian was like the first pickup that Gibson did, and then it, they went to the P13, and then to the P90. A little bit of pickup history. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting that you say that you, you really associate the P90 with the guitar itself, and that's an interesting thing. I think you're right. I, that's the way I associate it too, but I definitely do associate the P90s, the pickup itself, with a more mid-rangey sound. Um, but now that you mentioned it, I'm thinking about Badfinger, and they played like I, I saw a bunch of videos of them playing like SGs with with humbuckers through Fender amps, I think, or something. But they, they got kind of a mid-rangey sound. But I think one of those guys was playing a P92, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one of the guys was playing a Junior or something. But. I think I ran into an article a while back by um, Roger Mayer talking about pickups. I mean, he said it was his opinion that people put way too much stock in a pickup's role in the tone of a guitar. And that more than anything, it's like the inductance, which is the amount of turns around a pickup that, you know, determines the output. And the output is what gives the pickup its sound. And I've experienced this a number of times where I've replaced a pickup in a guitar that was like, like, let's say a humbucking pickup that was like a medium range humbucking pickup with another like boutique or upscale medium range humbucker pickup. And I could hardly tell any difference at oh. all. You know, it's, it's not like this big jump of like this tone shaping thing that a lot of people claim that it is. And I kind of hit the reasons he gave for him feeling that way. I kind of like aligned with because it. It was my experience, and, and actually, it makes sense. I mean, it's a coil, and I you can experience this if you move the pickup up or down. You can change the tone considerably. I mean, because right. the more output a pickup has, the more and rolled off high it's going to have. And you know, you, you take the output down a little bit, and it's going to treble more trebly. So that that totally makes sense. 
Yeah. I mean, I haven't done a ton of research on pickups, but I do know that like I talked about that later model Explorer I have that had the high output pickups in it that I thought just sounded like shit. Mm-hmm. It sounded terrible. There was no warmth to them, nothing. And then I put those uh, Lawler Imperials in and I noticed a marked difference in warmth and, and tone, but you're, but you're right. I, I mean, basically it's just an amplifier for the guitar's sound. So, you know what I mean? It's just going to amplify the guitar's sound. So, I mean, I, I guess it could just like anything else, like if you, if it was too high output, it would just maybe, I mean, the equivalent of distorting the sound or, or shaping it in a way that's unpleasant. Right. Or it just gets, it gets kind of muddy. The, the yeah. more output you have, the, the more mud it gets because it just rolls off the high end and kind of saturates things. I mean, my junior came with a pickup that was related to the P90, but it's not a P90. It's called an H90, which was a humbucking P90. And the H90, there's also the P100, which is like a humbucking P90 equivalent, which has two two coils that are around in parallel or something like that to, to reduce hum. The H90 pickup is wound in series. So a lot of people will take the, the P100s and say, I don't like the way they sound because they don't sound like a P90 and they'll just snip the bottom coil. So it effectively becomes a P90 because it's two, you know, identical coils hooked up in, you know, parallel and they'll make it into a, a P90 with the H90, if you want to make the H90 into a P90, you have to disconnect a wire because it's wound in series. So you have to disconnect one and rehook it up around the other coil, and then you effectively have a P90 pickup, which is what I did on mine. And where I was going with this, it's a winded way of saying you mentioned that you didn't like the pickup Explorer. My guess is that it had too much output, and that's what my, was my experience with the H100 too. It was so it had so much output that it was just really muddy sounding. I found myself constantly reaching for the tone control because it just felt and sounded like the tone was rolled off. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. I mean, I, it's so funny because a lot of people really like the P90, but I guess there's a bunch of people that can't hang with the amount of, you know, hum that they generate right. because Gibson has tried so many times to make, you know, a P90 that and get rid of the noise so it's like they, to me, it almost seems like they're trying to make a P90 for people who don't like P90s. So it just seems kind of pointless because they haven't succeeded in my. I mean, there might be fans of the P100 and fans of the H90, but as a you know an avid fan of the P90, they fall really short. Both of those fall really short in giving me what you know I want a P90 to sound like. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think there are a lot of different examples of where. Um, a company makes a pickup or a guitar for people that don't like that guitar or pick up. <laughs> uh, we've run across that before, but um, yeah, but I, I, I love, I love P90s again. Like I put Lawler P90s in my gold top deluxe instead of the um, mini humbuckers. Have you played that guitar plugged in? Did you play that? I one? did. I, it was yeah. down at the space once when we were, had that band together and I used it for a rehearsal or two. Did you dig it, it was great. Oh, cool. Well, my question to you on that would be like, so we have um, mini humbuckers, the Gibson mini humbuckers that went in the deluxes or whatnot. And those are interesting pickups because those don't sound like a regular humbucker. They're smaller coils and they have a, you know, a more narrow field. So they definitely have their own unique characteristic going on. What was your, once you put those P90s in compared to the original mini humbuckers, what was your, what did you experience as far as, as change in tone? 
So the tone change I noticed was warmth. You know, the P90 is a little warmer. And it's weird because I've talked about this before too, but I know a dude that has an old 70 something, like 72 deluxe gold top. And his the mini humbuckers in that thing sound really warm and cool and and dynamic. And I my deluxe is way later, like a 07 or something. Um, and they're newer mini humbuckers. I don't, you know, who knows what what the differences are, but um, I played it. It sounds good. Those, those mini humbuckers sound good, but I wasn't like blown away by the sound as, as I remembered being blown away by the mini humbuckers that I'd heard in that other guitar. And so, and then I, I was also just kind of becoming a little more enamored or interested in P90. So I thought, well, you know, since it's an easy swap, I'll, I'll try these P90s in the gold top. And I think that's the one thing I noticed is, is, is it, is it warmed up a lot? with the, with the Lawler P90s instead of the mini humbuckers. Specifically, did you notice there was more treble with the, the, the mini humbuckers? Did it contain some of the treble or you said warmth. So to me, that kind of suggests maybe a little more mid range, maybe a little rolling off of the highs. Exactly. I haven't played mini humbuckers for years and years and years, but I never really dug them that much, but I think just about anything can sound good with the right, you know, once you find the essence of the guitar and, and dig in, because I've heard people play those. Yeah. And one thing I noticed is they have a they have a really unique way of like when you really push them, they kind of have this weird like crying effect that is pretty cool. Like it's just I don't know how to explain it other than that. It just sounds like really kind of a vintage like bluesy cry sound to them that you don't really. I mean, I think full size humbuckers just compress a little bit more, so it's a little softer, but they're cool pickups. Um, I never owned a guitar with them in it though. And I think I do prefer like either a full size humbucker or a P90 to them. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, my association with them is just kind of through that one guitar and, and it sounded so cool. Um, you know, as I recall anyway, and like, cause like you said too, I, I really haven't heard a lot of mini humbucker guitars in my day or played a bunch, but, but my association with that, guitars is it's a cool guitar the old the older one the les paul deluxe but um mm-hmm. yeah i mean but i'm digging the p90s in the in the gold top i have and I, I think it made that guitar more attractive to me you know to play right no i agree that was that's a really cool guitar i, yeah. I like it actually if you could just send it over <laughs> i'll have it couriered over to west seattle in, okay through portland now that you guys are kind of sequestered it to your own well um Talking about P90s, we, we can't talk about P90s without giving a nod to uh, Leslie West, RIP. Oh, yeah. We lost, yeah, we've lost a couple of guitar players recently. And um, I, I I think it'd be fun to just talk about him as a guitar player and, and his association with P90s. And and uh, because, like, I wasn't really hip to him when I was younger. But, man, as I got older, I really respected his playing, his restraint, his note choice everything everybody says about him is true. It's like, he's one of the tastiest players that there was. I mean, and I, I kind of dig him a lot. I think he's kind of in the same vein as Clapton in, in terms of that kind of style of playing, but I like his playing better because to me, he, he sounded a little more urgent or like he was kind of taking more chances. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, he, he had a very cool raw sound. Yeah. I don't know. he, I forget his story of on how he stumbled upon the junior, you know, and he influenced a lot of people. Like, I mean, he 
put oh, totally. juniors in a lot of hands of other guitar players that, you know, I mean, to me, I, you know, I liked Mott the Hoople first and I loved their guitar sound. It was big, fat and warm. And that was, um, that was a direct result of Leslie West putting a junior in that, in their hands. And they go, no, you got to try these guitars. They're great. Yeah. And so, you know, every time Mott the Hoople toured after that, they would scour the pawn shops and, um, and buy all the juniors and uh, music or uh, melody makers too. They like those awesome. too. But they were like turned a lot of people on to the Les Paul Jr. I uh, I didn't you know I got a Mountain record when I was like just a kid, probably maybe thirteen years old, and I tried to like it, but it was something I I just wasn't ready for it. I, d- I just didn't get yeah. it. There's something about it that was kind of almost creepy to me, like that stuff. Kind of, I I don't know what it was exactly. So I like put it away and said no, I don't really like this. And then many years later. I revisited and like, oh, hell yes, this yeah. is great. And I even went out and got, he was in a band in, in New York in the 60s called The Vagrants. So yeah. I went out and got, yeah. hit that record, one of The Vagrants records. And I really liked that. It's just great, like classic psychedelic pop from, you know, the 60s. That's and awesome. I don't know what he was playing in that, but it certainly wasn't a junior. Well, I think I, I saw or I read some piece. He, he was associated with Wadi Wachtel back in New York. Really? He, he was, oh, I yeah. Think, he, was like, I think Wachtel was his guitar teacher or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And somehow he, that's how he acquired a junior through Wachtel. Right. Wadi Wachtel. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he dug it right away. And another key part to his sound is that, uh, that well, amp in quotes that he played through, right? He ordered a Marshall, but he got a Sun PA system in the mail. Right. And, <laughs> and it sounds bitching. It sounds amazing. So he's got this just unique uh, combination of gear, a student guitar, essentially, with a P90 in it, and this PA that's normally used for vocals in a band, and he plugs into this damn thing. And it, I guess, I think it had a master volume on it or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, and it resulted in this just unique, fat, cool, toneful sound that that he's been known known for. You know, it's kind of cool. I love that. I love the fact that he, his, his gear, especially back then was, you know, considered kind of weird and unique. It was. Yeah. And his vibrato that um, I will mention, which is really great too. You can tell when you listen to that, how much of the junior is responsible for him developing that vibrato junior with its wraparound bridge has that really nice kind of almost rubbery kind of feel to it. And it lends itself really well to the type of vibrato that he developed. And I'm pretty sure that, that kind of helped in his, you know, style development. But I can definitely hear it when I listen to him. I think you're right. I think it's there's it's there's a certain slinkiness to the guitar with that wraparound bridge that you don't yeah. get with a stop tail piece. Yeah. But I always I always dug that. You know, I always saw saw the picture of him playing a V though with uh with that P90 in the in the bridge pickup, and I dug that because you know I love Vs, but um, I just thought that was cool too to see him uh, just plop a, a, a p90 and a v and play it yeah and um and mick ralph's from um Mata Hoople again he had a really cool one pickup firebird oh. white that had a single p90 in the bridge and i've always coveted that guitar because <laughs> again you know both of those guitars the v and the explorer they're all mahogany yeah so you know screw a p90 on there and you're going to have the same sound only different because yeah you know, firebird has more mahogany and uh v has maybe less or the same because it's shaped different so i don't know 
how much mahogany, but yeah, you're going to have the same fundamental tone, but you know, whatever those differences in those instruments would add to it. Yeah. But I think that's cool that you mentioned that because they are, it's all mahogany and a P90. And I think there, there is something to that combination. The warmth of the mahogany and the mid rangey sound of the P90 is a great combination. I think. Right. Or dropping a P90 in a melody maker is never a bad thing. I mean, that's, I've heard that before and that's a really good combination. It's just like a junior light. It's a little bit skinnier. Yeah. um, A little thinner um, junior. So yeah, that's a really good. With the P90s in them or like that. Did you ever have those SGs with the P90s in them? or, or No, the, the specials, yeah. the SG juniors. No, those are great, though, too. I mean, that was that you mentioned influences, and that was another influence for me was um, Paul Westerberg, who used um, Les Paul Jr.'s, this SG Jr. and oh, the yeah. regular Les Paul Jr., and that was like just classic rock and roll tone. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong, but they'll do a lot more too. That's what I like about them. They're they're very versatile. I mean, playing like roots based, you know, country tinged music sounds really good on them because they'll twang, but they're just a little more mid rangey than like a Telecaster. But they'll still twang nice, and it's the sound is not bad at all. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they are versatile pickups, and I think they're um, it is the sound of rock and roll. I mean, that's that's what was in guitars before you know before the the advent of the patent pending humbucker you know or they're all single coil pickups what are the single coil pickups like in uh, melody makers are those just super low output like single coil pickups or? they are they're not i mean there's not a lot going on in those i mean they'll sound clean you can get some interesting sound out of them but they're they are a little anemic you know i haven't heard one in a long long time yeah. but if you know that would probably be something that I would swap out if I got. I mean, I'd love to have a melody maker. It's a really cool guitar. But what I would probably do is, without even thinking, is probably get a um, replacement pickguard assembly with a P90 in it, which I think Lawler sells. So you just take the original pickguard assembly, including the pickup, and stick it in the case and pop one of those in, and you have a pretty great sound. You know, melody makers with humbuckers, we all know, sound really good too. That's the thing about Gibson, you know, mahogany-based guitars is, I mean, you can swap. I mean, I don't know why you would, but if you wanted to, and a lot of people did this in the 70s, is, you know, take out a P90 and stick a humbucker in, and it's like, it's not a world of difference in the guitar. I mean, the fundamental essence of the guitar, the cool essence of the guitar is still there. But it just, you know, it just kind of takes on slightly different characteristics. I mean, there was a a 50s junior not too long ago down at a shop that somebody years and years ago, probably in the 70s, stuck a humbucker in. And that was great guitar. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have the P90 in it, but, you know, it was already done. And um, it's it wasn't a bad guitar at all. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I remember that guitar. I think you showed it to me. Yeah, well, I think that's an interesting point, and I think that's I I mahogany as a guitar wood, electric guitar wood. I think is such a cool wood because I think it does carry over those characteristics we we talk about, like warmth, um, mid range, and it it is kind of a forgiving wood with different pickups in it. You know, yeah, that's why the the Les Pauls like the Les Paul standards or the deluxes or whatever, or the pro, I guess was the one that came with P90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they sound definitely, they definitely sound different than an SG or a junior or a flying V or an Explorer because they have that maple cap yep. that adds like snap to it, a little bit of snap to it. But there, I mean, that's why, you know, when you talk about P90 pickups, 
you know, it's like a P90 behaves a certain way and it's, it depends on what you drop it into, you know, it has, it'll have the fundamental thing, but you know, a lot of people like, I love P90s. I'm going to put one in my, you know, my Bronco or my, my Telecaster. <laughs> stuff. And it's like, great. I mean, you'll have the characteristics of that pickup, but it's not going to sound like a junior right. or, you know, how much of it is really the sound of the pickup and how much of it is the sound of the guitar? I guess that's the question. Ooh, that is the question. That's the survey question. Let's talk about the noise for a second. I guess you can't really talk about the P90 without talking about the noise because there's a lot of noise with a P90. Yeah. But it's really odd. And I want to see if you're the same way as the last thing I ever think about probably for the last 15 years of playing guitar is, is noise. I yeah. mean, even this is in the studio and whatnot. It's like, it's almost second nature. Like I have, if I have a Telecaster and I'm recording something, maybe it's a softer song or I'm playing over like an acoustic track. I turn my guitar on and I just turn my body to where the, the buzz goes away and I play the part and you know, yeah. I turn my volume down when I'm not playing just yep. instinctively. So, but I, there's, you know, forums, guitar forums all over the world. People saying, how do I get rid of this sound? You know, maybe some of that just came to, you know, single coils for the first time and they plug it in and, you know, they have some, something going on in their electrical system, like a fluorescent light or something. They're like, what do we, what do you do? You know, if they've been playing humbuckers, it just, it is kind of odd to hear that much noise, but I guess I'm so used to it that I, I don't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, too. there's one club in Seattle that's really bad. It's the, um, what is it? The high dive oh. it's a club in Seattle that has like some, something going on and that's really bad. Yeah. Like it's like, even for me, it's really noticeable. When you're getting ready to do sound check, you plug in and turn on and you're like, what the hell is that? But <laughs> even there, you know, I just, okay. When I'm not playing, turn my volume down. And if I have my volume up and I'm not playing, turn, find the way to turn to make it less noticeable. But. Yeah. I'm the same way. Cause I've played strats and other single coil guitars throughout my playing history and the same way, it's it's just a characteristic of that pickup and that guitar. It's like, so that's what I've done too, is just learned to, A, when I'm not playing, my guitar's, the, the volume's off, or I'm, or I found a way, like you said, to turn where it's it's less noise or or it's cut it off. But, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's a characteristic of those single coil pickups that they're gonna, they're gonna be noisy and there's gonna be that hum. And that's the whole idea of the humbucker, right? So I think it is funny that, but we keep trying to, um, you know, alter that single coil or, or make it tame it as it were. Right. Because we, because we love the sound of the single coil. And I'll take the hum and the tone that I get from the pickup over the no hum and the tone I get from this, you know, attempt yeah. to make it quiet. One thing I, you know, it's easy for me to tend to forget though, in fairness that, you know, I don't play high gain music at oh. all and i'm sure for like a, a p90 in a high gain situation is probably something that i would be on a forum complaining about too because it's probably pretty great and in that situation you know you're probably better off with a humbucker if you want to really use and the other thing is like especially with a lot of like old 50s and 60s telecasters people will complain about the squeal from you know the pickups yeah. can get kind of microphonic and for me, it's like, that's not a problem. That's where the character of the pickup comes from. I can talk into this pickup and you can hear it through the amp exactly. and it actually adds to the tone. But again, if I were in a high gain situation, I would probably be complaining too. I mean, I guess if you're talking high gain, it's a different game. I mean, to get, you know, to have that much gain and volume on, yeah. I mean, I guess you have to, you have to choose a pickup that kind of will work with you in that situation or you'll be 
you'll be driving yourself nuts. Well, it kind of uh, the dude from Social Distortion uses P90s in his. He's got deluxe. He's a deluxe freak, but he's he rips out the mini humbuckers and puts P90s in there, and he they play high gain rock and roll in it. I've seen them live a couple times too, and they they fucking rock. I mean, I I don't know. I, so I think again, I think it just gets down to your tolerance level, like you were saying. Um, if you really or you'll find ways. Maybe he maybe for all I know on his board he has a noise gate or something. I don't know, but. Um, it sounded great live. I mean, you know, his P90 guitar through, he plays through, well, either band, either basement heads or Marshalls, depending, but it sounded bitching. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I mean, P90s, love them. <laughs> well, me too. So our parting words are, if, if you haven't played through P90s, they're one of these guitars you got to because they're cool. It's a, it's a rock and roll experience. And you got to add that to your arsenal. Play one today. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, thanks. Check us out on social media and uh, keep up with us. Reach out to us. We love to hear from you guys. Ask questions. Uh, mix it up. Uh, Chris, you got anything else? No, just thanks again. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.